0: a highly profitable real estate machine with explosive exponential growth that works harder for you than you work for it while living a life by design breakthroughs are all around you but you don't see them until now join jason williford here at the ultimate real estate machine as he converses with highly respected and world-renowned experts from inside and outside the real estate industry You'll discover proven business, marketing, and sales strategies that transform you into the most trusted, dominant, and influential expert in your market, the preeminent agent. Each episode brings you one step closer to the highly profitable and fulfilling real estate business that you've been longing for. Here's your host, Jason Williford.
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Real Estate Machine. I have another wonderful guest and friend of mine, Miss Angela Dowd. Angela is out of the New Hampshire market. Uh, she's a top producer out out of her market. She just had an amazing month. She was the number one agent uh, out of her location with Keller Williams. Uh, she's on the TV show Beyond the Close. She also is going to be uh, co-authoring a book with Kevin Harrington from the original Shark Tank. Uh, so she has a lot of amazing things going on right now. Uh, and without further ado, welcome Miss Angela Dowd. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm great. Thank you, Jason, for having me today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, shoot. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, your family, uh, kids, uh, how many you have and uh, anything else that you'd like to tell us about you personally?
2: Sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm married. I have two beautiful kids, Alana, that's nine and Connor, that's seven uh, that are my whole world. So they take up a good portion of my day. So when I'm not working in real estate, I'm with my family.
1: And speaking of drive and work ethic, you are one of the hardest working people that I have ever seen in my life uh, that I know of, Mm -hmm. like to a point where I'm like, uh, Angela, (laughs) hey, uh, we need to get your life back. You're at that point of your business of, you know, hey, it's time to to get your life back also, because uh, how, how many Hours approximately per week do you currently work?
2: Um, definitely over the 100 range. Uh, it depends every single week, but um, I usually work till around 2 a.m. And this morning I was up at five thirty a.m. So it really depends on the week. Um, I'm a little bit more grind right now because we're in a show, we're in a competition. It's all out. So you can do anything for 90 days. So that's kind of my attitude right now. Um, so I probably would be going off of more than like three hours of sleep, three and a half hours of sleep, but uh, it's go time. So, you know, it's a competition and may the best man or woman win. So yeah, until Love then it. I'll sleep a little more after the competition.
1: And you are also uh, such an executioner. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, it's easy to go out there and learn things and people can get stuck. People get stuck learning and they think they're going somewhere. But if you're just learning and you're not executing on what you learn, uh, that's how you can just stay stuck. You're wasting time if you're just learning and you're not uh, implementing anything. And that was one thing that, you know, you read the ultimate real estate machine. you were one of the first ever. Yeah. To read yeah. the book, if not maybe the first final edited version before one copy was even printed, uh, because I gave the book to all contestants was the very first thing that I did. Uh, and what you tell us what you did just as soon as you were given that PDF copy. Uh, as soon as I got
2: that PDF copy, I took my ass down to FedEx Kinko's and I got that shit binded and I got my highlighter out. And I just read and, and go. I'm still rereading it. So I actually have the beautiful hardcover edition now, which is my new real estate Bible that I live by and breathe by. And it's funny, you know, I've done a few posts online and I'm seeing other local realtors, they're reading it now. And I swear I'm already seeing them grow. Um, and I got the head start, so I was the lucky one. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's so many golden nuggets in there. It's like I, there was things I read the first time that I just missed or it didn't computer, you know, cause your book gives ideas and then you kind of go off from there too. So the, I'm finding, I'm getting just as much out of reading it a second time as I did the first time, which is exciting. So I haven't finished reading the second time, but I'm, I'm, I'm already growing. I'm already getting new ideas every day. So
1: love it uh, because you can and i'm not uh you know this isn't well, I can say that it isn't, but it honestly is uh we're digging in and plugging the ultimate real estate machine that's what this podcast is about is about going deep into the ultimate real estate machine, uh, so it's not because you can only write so much in a book, so this podcast is about building the machine that works harder and harder for you versus you working harder and harder for it. And when you read it the second time, you see it in a different lens, a different perspective than you've seen it in the first time. And then when you really? read it again, you see it in a different perspective. And uh, Jay Abraham and I wrote the book with that in mind, that we didn't just want it to be a book that people read one time and put it down, never read it again. We truly <laughs> wrote the book uh, for the book to be a book that, after you read it the first time you 're like, "Hey, I need I want to read that again, even if it 's a month, two months, three months later uh, and and for it to be a reference book that when you put it on the shelf, uh, you have a business problem or something that you're looking to improve upon that you're like, hmm that's in chapter eight. Yes. Uh, marketing mistakes uh, that can cost you huge profits. Uh, that way, you can go back to that, uh, you know, as a reference book as well. What, what is some takeaways? A couple of golden nuggets that you. Uh, your favorite parts of the book. We'll start out with one of them. Um,
2: Obviously my favorite part, and this is what I live and breathe by now is the strategy of preeminence. So every move and decision I make, I think, is this going to get me towards being the preeminent agent or not? And that's kind of how I base my business decisions now. So, you know, everything I do, like, for instance, all my strategic alliances, I'd say that's where I've gotten probably the most growth in my business. I kind of focused on them. You know, I worked, you know, I did a video with Oakcraft Craft Pizza. I did one with MD Aesthetics. I did another one with an organizer. I like I worked with all these different businesses and they refer your family, friends. And even when you're shooting the videos, people come up to you and be like, who are you? And then they want a business card and they call you and before you know, it, you're working with them. So um, I think it's putting yourself out there and the whole give and you shall receive. Mm. I think people don't understand that. And it's so true in life and so true in business. If you want to get anywhere, you got to give and um, you get it back tenfold. And I'd say that's the biggest nugget I've gotten out of there. That's really helped my business the most. I mean, there's so many different things, but I'd say that's probably my favorite out of the book
1: love that because it's became a it's become internalized and it's a mental model of the way that you think about not only your business but about yourself as well uh, and there's um, based upon other people that like Tiffany I just recorded with Tiffany and that was one of the things that you know stood out to her is that it's given her more certainty about herself. Yeah. And more confidence about herself and her business uh, and the the consumer can see that and you know even going back to i don 't think a lot of people really know what the definition of sales is, yeah, and the definition of sales is the transference of one belief one person 's belief to another. And, you know, that's one thing that I will say about your passion uh, is that you have a lot of passion and people just want are magnetically attracted to do business with you uh, because the passion just bleeds over. You can't you can't unsee it once you see it.
2: Yeah, it was funny. I was. Cause I've been doing a lot of the stuff that you've been telling me, I've been blasting that on social media and I'm just noticing more, even when I'm out, like I was at the gym last week and I got not one, but two leads like people coming up and just being like, I want to do business with you. Hey, I'm going to be selling my home and not say I didn't get that before, but would I ever get two leads out of one gym visit? Never. I mean, one in a month would be exciting, but um, I think when you start, Displaying that preeminence in your area in your market, it just magnifies times ten, and it's insane. <laughs> Mike, I can't even go to the gym.
1: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, what other than the strategy of preeminence? Uh, were there? What was another takeaway uh, that we could go deeper into about your machine? Uh, um, maybe in another chapter or whatnot. Maybe it was. Uh, one of the 12 sticking points that can keep uh, a real estate agent's business stuck. Maybe it was something on marketing. Maybe it was one of the 29 uh, or multiple 29 marketing mistakes that real estate agents make. Uh, Maybe it was the four steps of greatness. Was there something else in the book that uh, really sticks out to you?
2: um yeah i mean i i think the referral strategies are are the most important and being able but prior i was never able to like ask people for referrals you know what i mean i was always too shy um, I was afraid to put myself out there and, you know, different things that I've done. Uh, I'm big on being in front of your clients now, like before I never even had a database. You know, that, um, like very simple things that you should be doing like a database. I didn't do, um, adding those things and then utilizing that database going through. So for instance, for Christmas, I did the crumble cookies, get giveaway, um, not giveaway, um, delivery. So I delivered cookies to all my clients. I had all their addresses and printed it out.
1: And then, you know, going back to the referral strategies and one thing that you, uh, one of those 217, we've already talked about one of those, obviously uh, the strategy of preeminence is the foundation of building a re- referral, predictable referral system uh, that works hard uh, for you, uh, mm-hmm. an actual uh, system in place. Uh, it's a foundation. You have to have that. Uh, another one being, you just mentioned of having strategic business alliances. And you have quickly, because you go out and execute, uh, have done a wonderful job with that. Uh, How has that uh, changed the way that you do your business? And have you had to dump a bunch of money into marketing to do it?
2: No, I, I haven't. I mean, I do have a social media manager. Um, she'll she did some of our videos, um, you know, promotions, the giveaways. Like the the other thing that worked out great was the giveaways, because um, what happens is for people to enter, you got to have you know tag three people, like me, follow me, all that stuff. So like my social media followers have doubled, and I just randomly get messages from people, hey, I want to work with you as long as you're the agent, I get to work with. You know, I just had one last week. Would love to work with you. I see you crushing it on social media, so it's nice when that all just comes back to you. So again, it kind of goes back to the giving you shall receive, uh, and the more you put yourself out there. Um, I didn't put myself out there as much before as I should have, and I think the shows kind of forced me
1: to do that, and um, that's
2: really helped me grow my business.
1: And what's going to uh. be fun. Even more fun for me as we continue to work together, even past the show, uh, is because oh, yeah. I love working with you because you go I out and you you too. you get the, you do it. You know what I'm saying? You take action and you do it. And one of those things that's really important to me as being uh, your preeminent, masterful uh, thinking partner uh, is, that, um, is that it's really important to me as I've been Told you and promised your husband, hey, man, I'm gonna get your wife back uh, to where uh, you're at that part in your business where it's just really not sustainable to work 100 hours per week because we know how fast time flies by and the kids get older, uh, you know. Uh, more years married and the divorce rate in real estate for a real estate agent for a male and female are both in the top five.
2: Really? That's not uh, good.
1: Uh, it, oh, it no, him. You,
2: don't give my husband any ideas, Jason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're going to be proactive about that and work on that and get your life back, but also scale your business up. Uh, so what I was getting at is one thing that you mentioned is you had one client that said, you know, hey, just as long as I get to work with you, uh, there are things that we are going to be working on in the future that remove you from having to be that one that they have to work with exactly mm-hmm. to where we duplicate Angela, through predictable marketing and duplicable uh, selling strategies that still make the right fit for your team, the preeminent agents in your market uh, with your brand. Absolutely. I love those it. great people working with you. So you're not, so you can have dinners, get your dinners back, get your sporting events back with them. And I know you still spend a lot of time with your family. I honestly don't know how you do what you do. Uh, you're like superwoman. Uh, Aww, thanks. I
2: don't uh, feel like superwoman.
1: <laughs> you are uh, such an inspiration and it's going to come out uh, on the show uh, of how impactful and inspirational uh, you are at what you do. And as you know, I'm not just saying that to toot your ego, uh, to anybody. It's just real, real talk. Yeah, thank you. Um,
2: thank you
1: so much. What would you say is being a contestant on mm-hmm. Beyond the Close, what's been some breakthroughs that you've had during uh, the 90-Day Challenge? Some
2: breakthroughs. There's been so many. Um, I'd say believing in myself is one of the keys because, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not the most confident person. So to, you know, get in front of camera with you and Kevin Harrington, um, I don't know a few years ago if I would have done that. And, you know, pushing the boundaries, you know, me calling past clients, you know, following up and trying to see if there's anything I can do. That's way out of my comfort zone to me, that would be like going out and begging for business. And it's really not, you know, my clients, they're all amazing. They were so happy to hear from me and the follow-up. And it it was actually the reverse. Like I kind of thought I knew it all and thought, oh, I'm above that. I don't need to call past clients. Like I got this. And then when I, I really was like, oh my God, how stupid. Like I just, last week, Closed 2 million in business that I would never have closed on if it wasn't for the show, you know, following up with past clients that, you know, were previously looking and stopped and, you know, a phone call and, hey, this beautiful lakefront property just came on. I mean, it had its own private beach it had an in-ground pool right on the water that never would have happened, you know, but old me would have just put it aside and okay, they don't want to look anymore. I'm not going to follow up. I'm not going to call them. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is people have to step outside of your comfort zone. If you want to grow, if you want to take it to the next level, you got to be uncomfortable. And I'm so glad I did it. It was worth it.
1: That's awesome. Man. And here's the deal. All the 10 contestants, we're only going to have one winner. And rather, whether someone wins or does not win, here's the deal, every single one of the 10 had breakthroughs uh, that will rest that will last the rest of your life because if you really, if we really look at it and think about it. It's pretty darn crazy the guts that all of you have to be like, hey, I'm going to be a contestant on a reality TV show, and I'm going to put myself out there, uh, and I'm going to compete. So even, and I'm going to be videoed uh, like we recorded in the Billy Mays studio where the legendary Billy Mays uh, shot his infomercials, which is crazy. There's all not just a, a. phone camera in front of you. There's all kinds of lights, right. camera. Uh, then you got Kevin Harrington right in front of you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's did over $6.4 billion, you know, worth of revenue uh, throughout his lifetime. You know, he's also the Amazing. inventor, you know, of uh, the infomercial, even yeah. dating back to my childhood, which I'm old, uh, I yeah. remember the Gensu knives. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. They scaled that business model across the world, and that's my point. Is even if some, even the one that is in last place, they may have the long, they may have the biggest long-term growth outside of the ninety days. So they really, in my mind, they did not lose. Nobody's loss. Nobody's going to be the loser because they broke out of their comfort zone, like you're talking about.
2: Absolutely. But, I mean, I want to be number one. I'm not even going to sit here and
1: lie to you. (laughs) Oh, I know you do. I know you do, because you're a champion. Now, I want to uh, dissect that a little bit, because I want to dive into uh, one of your hobbies is obviously working out. How often do you uh, work out? How disciplined are you in your, your workout schedule?
2: I'd say a little too disciplined um actually my trainer I train with someone two days a week um they actually will be like you need to take a day off like I I'll work out seven days it's probably the only time I take to myself is that actual workout time so if I don't have that outlet I go like crazy so uh six seven days a week it depends on the week um, Me too. But I make it happen so that's why I asked for the call to be at this time because I got a gym appointment after this if I don't get my workout then I'm gonna be a mad woman I need one hour a day to
1: myself I'm I'm the same way what uh, yeah. what what is it for you like what does it do for you personally with working uh, Your so you know, I do
2: the I do the classes and I think you know me I love a challenge like when Austin you know made his little post about oh he's already got this in the bag. I was like, hey, <laughs> motherfucker, let's go. And so on he went, I won't sleep. I you will were leave, like, oh, I no, will no. just outwork you into the ground. It's on. So um <laughs> yeah. So the same thing at the gym. Like I love doing the classes. You know, we'll be on the spin bikes and I'll be like, I will outride every other motherfucker in that class, you know. Um I'm gonna do twice the amount of burpees and I lift heavier weights than the guys next to me, they get all embarrassed. But uh you know they'll be using a fifty-pound weight, and I'll go over and grab the seventy just to embarrass them. But that's just me. It's
1: <laughs> love a
2: challenge. I love to be number one. It, it annoys my husband. Like if I lose a card game, it's like you know.
1: Right. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I love your drive, but it also comes from a place of your competition, especially within real estate. Um, you know, and that's even one of the disqualifiers of the show. Uh, you know, what will get someone eliminated from the show? And it's basically they could sell 200 million dollars in real estate in 90 days. Uh, but if they are not being preeminent in what they are doing, being if they're not uh, doing their best uh, for their clients, if they're compromising clients yeah. best interests just to win the competition uh, to me and my Greatest mentor, Jay Abraham, that is not winning. That's losing.
2: Oh, my God. No, because you're ruining your name. Who wants to ruin their name? You know what I mean? If you're compromising or doing something that's not in their best interest. I mean, every single client, they're like family to me. I'm treating you as if I'm buying this home for myself. And what would I do? And I'm not going to advise you any differently, you know? Um, so you, you, if you don't have that, you're not, you're never going to scale. Cause people can see right through you, you know, the trust rating of real estate agents, the only trust, what is it? 11% of it, real estate it. That's horrible.
0: insanely
2: low. It's like the lowest of any industry. Like, you know, I, I think there are other so than a, a used
1: car sales person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think not, that's not knocking because there's great people that yeah. sell cars too. like yeah. the preeminent car salesperson. Yeah. I that think. just like the real estate agent, uh, and that's, that it's horrible. And that's the reason why we wrote the book. That's why I even give away chapter four free, the preeminent agent. That's how I feel, Steve Jobs style, that I can make my little ding in the real estate industry uh, is spread, bringing preeminence back to real estate. Yeah not to sound like a presidential slogan. Uh, no, it's so uh, true political, though.
2: But it's-, it's so true because then people refer you to their family and their friends because they know and trust you. That's how you really build your business. And long-term, if you want the growth, it's all about treating people right. And when you do, I mean, that's the best business. Why spend thousands of dollars on Zillow, realtor on these leads that aren't even serious. If you just take care of people, you know, and do the right thing, it all comes back tenfold for sure.
1: So even based upon, and this is fun, I'm having a blast because- <laughs> I'm glad you're having uh, fun, Jason. <laughs> I'm a good time. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because going back to, uh, you know, referral mastery uh, and basically what you said was a thought that I had in the car earlier today was stop buying leads. Like, like that is like even a piece of a lead agent referral mastery that I had that epiphany today, like stop buying leads. Like, you know, and I mean leads like, okay, let me go out and buy Facebook leads and let me go out and buy Google pay-per-click leads. Uh, Let me go out and buy YouTube leads, uh, whatever, uh, or Zillow, Realtor.com, whatever it may be. And I'm not saying not to do any of that. Uh, But if you do not have a predictable referral generating system in place, uh, you really, uh, that would be what I would go back and tell my earlier self in real estate as we started building uh, a team and started paying for leads and start paying for marketing uh, is to, uh, hey, you need to have that system in place before you do anything that generates free almost all the time uh free referrals or low cost what's your thoughts on that
2: yeah that no you maybe i mean stop buying leads honestly i'm like at a point where i don't even need to do it i know that sounds bad but it's it's true and to be honest i've been actually um so funneling them down so i i have a couple other people under me and they pay me referral fees so once they ever look convert they you know i get a referral fee out of it um obviously i take the gooder ones like so you know you put thresholds in so anything over 800,000 you know I can take and then delegate the rest down because honestly I kind of from all the book and everything I've learned I don't really need them anymore and I could totally give them up um, if I wanted to absolutely I'm at that point now in my career where I no longer need it I do think they're good for new agents you know people that don't have established business don't have any referral strategies in place it's a way to get started in the business But once you're in it, and if you... Get the book. You can save. I was doing 10000 a month easy in marketing and different things.
1: $120,000 a year. Let's unpack yeah. that. Yeah, so just, that's a little, just a little bit. Just a little money. <laughs> only $120,000 a year uh, that you could basically, if you wanted to turn it off right now, you could. Uh, and would you, if you still yeah, kept digging all into. That just to be upfront.
2: So like, you know, I have partners that
1: pay part of it, but that's not all me. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. still, that's bottom line profit though, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it it would be. Because I'm sure they ranking. would also uh, partner with you on uh, client appreciation events and, you know, other things within, you know, one of the other 217 predictable referral strategies that would, uh, that you could magnify other than just Internet leads.
2: Oh, yeah. I want a VIP party.
1: Love it. Let's go. (laughs) Love it, girl. If it's in my calendar, I would come. Okay, deal. What would you, um, in your, one thing I did want to unpack real Mm -hmm. quick is uh, you getting your life back, uh, because you're at that, and actually, that's one of my goals for someone that, you know, hey, if they're they're not, uh, and you started, your business was already going well. Uh, but now you're at that combustion point
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you can only do so much. Uh, uh, so what are some of the things uh, that you're going to that we are going to start doing uh, to work on you getting your business or your life back also, but still keep scaling up your business?
2: Yeah. So what I've been doing, um, as you know, you know, I have someone that can do my some of my buyer agency showings help me with open houses. But the biggest thing is having my assistant now, for instance, she's, she's organizing and doing everything for my premier watch party. So, you know, just having someone that I can delegate down to and do ministerial tasks has been huge. That time that I know I would have been spent previously on those tasks. I can now spend with my family. And although it's still not where I want it to be, you know, the contest is ending soon. So they see the finish line. They know um, but right now, Good. I'm definitely not where I want to be with time management with my family, and that's the one thing I kind of gave up for the show. Um, but that's short term, and they understand that.
1: Good. Well, that's that's awesome that your family uh, is understanding, and you know, what we have approximately it. 35 days or so left, so we're kind of uh, you know, getting down to the end of that so you can um, uh, uh, get more of your family back, but also, you know, keep scaling up your business and how do you get your freedom back? And it's hard to give away uh, sometimes, but it's, uh, you know, delegation is one of, if not the greatest form of time management is what you'll find out with hiring, not anyone, but hiring the right people on your team uh, that they will actually start taking away Task off of your plate and they become better at it than you are anyway.
2: Oh, yeah. My social media girl crushes it. It would take me five times the amount of time to do what she does. She does these cool stories and reels and. I'm, that would take me forever. So yeah, there's, it's funny how once you hire people, you realize, wow, they're better than me. <laughs> like I sucked. <laughs> I go back and I scroll down my social media when I was doing, it. I was like, I thought I was doing a good job. I was like, this looks horrible, horrible. Like I didn't even market myself. Right um so yeah thinking it you, you don't know it all and being a, and being able to delegate and trust people that was a big thing i remember when we started i told you i'm like I, i'm like kind of a control freak i'm ocd like i like to have my hands in it at all time and giving that away you, it, it's eye opening it's like wow i'm an idiot why didn't i do this sooner why didn't i listen sooner
1: so love it um and I think when, and that was one of the things that when you and I started working together is that early on you had that conundrum and the conundrum was, hey, I'm not sure if I want to uh, stay an independent agent or if I want to start a team. And you had asked different people and, uh, you know, getting different feedback. And I think you had like a breakthrough uh, and part of your breakthrough was, is that you're maybe stuck into what the industry teaches of what a team is. That hey, I yeah. have to have a bunch of buyer agents and all this stuff. And it seems yeah. like um, that's what you and I have been working on is that, you know, a team, a team is what you uh, is how you want to construct it. Uh, would you like to to add to that?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't have a traditional team. And it was the best decision I ever made because I thought, oh, when you have a team, like I got to be the head person and all the people under me. And I don't want to give up, but probably my favorite part of the job, and this is why I love doing what I do, is I love working with the clients. Like I genuinely love my job. I couldn't work 100 hours a week if I didn't love what I do. Do I like going to inspections? No, they're boring as But, you know, it's part of the business. (laughs) But in general, I love my clients and I love what I do. So I wasn't willing to give that up. And I decided because so many people are like, why don't you open your own brokerage? Why don't you do this or that? And it's honestly, that's not where I want to be right now. I'm super happy. I'm making great money. I'm doing what I love. I made so many friends. I can't tell you how many clients mine have become close friends of mine. And um, I just, I'm happy where I'm at and this is what I want to do. I just want to break the barriers and not do a traditional team. And when I followed your advice and did everything you did, it has helped exponentially. Like I wouldn't be able to do this podcast right now with you because I have a new listing coming on tomorrow. But no, it's okay. I got my TC entering into MLS, which I will double check. And I have my new assistant. She's doing the write-up for the listing. So it's just delegating everything out. So I mean, yeah. It's Who do you think right the area. next
1: hire is going to be? To Who's get you next hire. Ooh. Um, like what kind of position? Do you think it would be uh, another admin assistant, a courier? Do you think it may would be uh, a buyer agent, an inside sales agent? Uh, um.
2: I told my husband I wanted to
1: hire a laundry person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: that's huge. <laughs> that's
2: huge. Um. No. I mean, I would love. But you're right. Um, no honestly the next thing i need as a nanny it's me and my husband are joking but um i want to be an involved parent i want to be the one that they have their memories with so i i think the next person would be just one more team member another you know buyer agent um because the showings is really what eats up a lot of your time people don't realize buyers are a lot of work in this market um you know i make three times the money if i go with a listing versus a buyer based on the ROI, based on the hours that it takes um, to get an offer accepted for a buyer, it's it's just not easy. So um, I definitely, I would say my next buy, especially in this next hire,
1: especially in this market would be another buyer agent. Love it. So let's unpack that really quick uh, (laughs) because you would be an amazing, uh, and you are someone that's amazing for that right person. To be up underneath your wing and learn from with all the experience that you have. Uh, so uh, how do you think how do you think that person how do you think you could help that person? Because not only are you impacting their business, you're impacting their entire life. And if we mm-hmm. really look at that, imagine all the lives of the other people around them that you also impact by changing their life so how do you think that you can help that right person for you that you would bring on uh as uh well buyer agents or in the future inside sales agents listing agents whoever it may be how do you think you can help them
2: So, I mean, the number one thing is knowledge and experience, Um, you know, to become a real estate agent. I mean, it's harder to become a yoga instructor than it is to become a real estate agent. Let's be real. Um, Uh Anyone can be a real estate agent. Go do a 40 class. 40 hour class and pass the test. And there you go. And people have no idea what the f- they're doing. I mean, I get some contracts in and I'm like, this person's new, like, you know, they, they clearly don't know what they're doing. Um, and you're just messing with someone buying the biggest investment of their life. Um, so I think that's a big thing. And that's what separates my separates me from a lot of other agents in my market is people know and trust me and that's key so you know that knowledge and experience you just don't get it they in school they don't teach you like the real life stuff it's like you know you learn all the main terminologies but okay real life when you go out and be a realtor that class they don't is really teach hard. you how to make money is what they no, don't do they don't, they don't. and marketing i say the biggest thing in 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 real estate is you're not just selling houses you're selling yourself there's a thousand other realtors out there why are they going to use you and you know that whole marketing piece and helping them grow and to be honest i got more leads than what i can handle at sometimes and i refer them out and where else are you going to go and just start off and be handed leads like When I started off, no one was handing me any leads. I I wish I was, but that's not how it worked for me. But I know how to scale it. I know how to grow it.
1: I've already interviewed several of the top team leaders in North America, like uh, in all of North America, U.S. and Canada, I should say. And I asked, I believe all of them so far, the question of, hey, why did you decide to start your team? And the funny answer, not funny, but fascinating answer that I got because I'm I'm a question ask asker kind of like a Socrates. I like to, you know, walk the earth asking the questions and seeing what, yeah. you know, the common answer is. But the common answer for all of them was, hey, it just got to a point of my uh, business that I just had so much business that I couldn't handle all of it myself. And
2: mm-hmm. guess what
1: answer you just said? That. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that same exact answer, yeah. which is awesome, uh, because I know that uh, if you wanted to be, and you may not, it may not be in what success looks like to you, uh, but I know if you wanted to be one of the top in North America team leaders, uh, you could get, you could get there and get there very fast. Thank you. Yeah.
2: You know, never know what the future is going to hold. I mean, I'm obviously going to be setting new goals for myself. But right now, my goal at number one is just focusing on the show and winning. And, you know, I'm not going to start a new chapter until the show is over for sure.
1: Love it. Hey, um, what does that person look like? I know you just don't want to uh, hire Anyone onto mm-hmm. your team that's going to be that buyer agent hire uh, because you know you have your core values obviously of yeah. you know what works for you and uh, kind of like me not I'm not a perfect fit for everybody you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. i would probably drive yeah. some people crazy and uh, um, never Jason and I, oh I have I I know I have I'm just being honest and straight because I'm not a I'm also I'm a peak performance mentor. I'm not a 30 percent. Give me 30 percent mentor. And if someone's just looking to put 20 or 30 percent into it, uh, I'm probably not going to be a mentor, a good mentor for them. Yeah, and I'm probably gonna piss them off honestly, yeah, uh, because oh, yeah. I know yeah. they mm-hmm. have more in them, you know what I'm saying. And uh, peak performance that's my job being a preeminent mentor is to get uh to help them get uh where they want to go as fast as possible with a Ferrari versus uh having mm-hmm. a Volkswagen to get there, you know.
2: Yeah, to no, I, rem- I remember when we first started, I was so overwhelmed. I'm like, how am I gonna get all these goals done and everything done? Like. You push the limit to like where I was like, I don't think I can do all this, but you can. Um, It's just having the right tools and, you know, going through the book, reading the book. That's that's the biggest thing. Everybody thinks it's easy. This isn't easy. What we're doing, you know, last month when I grew 400 percent, it wasn't easy. I wasn't sleeping. I was exhausted. I made more money in that month than I did than, you know, god but at some point you know people have to realize either you want it or you don't and if you want it, go get it and there's so many tools and strategies like that book i mean you can become a millionaire I honestly hope if the you book, do the strategies in the
1: book you know it's I, I do you want it? honestly talk some people out of getting their license really um and here's why because if they aren't going to be preeminent and if they are going to be another traditional agent that tarnishes the industry and adds to that only 11% of consumers trusting real estate agents, I hope the book talks them out of getting their license. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, there's too many people out there that aren't serious, that, that don't care. Um, and I see it all the time in deals. It's just, I feel bad for their buyers or sellers, you know, but yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there.
1: Uh, one last thing I wanted to hit on and also yeah. congratulate you because I know you're about to start working uh, on uh, a part of a book that you're going to be writing uh, that Kevin Harrington is going to be featured in as well uh, that we mentioned from the Shark Tank. You know, the book is going to be uh, about being the preeminent agent going above and beyond for home sellers and home buyers and yeah. haven't dug into Uh, You probably haven't dug into writing it it yet, like what it's going to be about uh, your your part of the book, but have you put uh, any thought into what your chapter is going to be about, about how you preeminently help uh, clients in your market?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I really want to get into the helping the sellers and their home sale and how do I add value? Because. You know, there's so many realtors out there, but they don't market the house properly and they don't know how to negotiate. I'll give you a couple of examples. Like, I can't tell you how many houses I see online that aren't staged. Every single one of my houses, it gets staged. You're getting staging. Staging can increase your profit from 1% to 5%. That that pays the realtor. That you know one piece. I mean? and then, yeah, one small piece. And that that's just one of many things I do. But, you know, it's unfortunate. I think marketing is the key. And that's one thing. How do I put your house in the best light? And how do I add value to you for your house? And um, it's not just, you know, doing the staging, you know, I do video tours of the house with me in the tours, I do virtual tours of the house where you can virtually go through the house. I do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, different things. So there's more foot traffic to come. And then the biggest thing is negotiation. Is you know how do we position? Because people don't realize the biggest thing the agent can do is how how do we get the most for your house and how do we create that buzz and how do we get people going? I do delayed showings, make everyone see each other. Do Saturday, Sunday, two hour limit each day. And Oh my God! Did you see? There was five hundred people at this open house last we got 22 offers. We had over 500 people through. My last Jeez, house. Really? It was, I was exhausted. Let me tell you. Um, but, you know, we went way above and, you know, the people waived everything and there's a psychology and that agent has to create that environment for, for you to get offers like that and to go back and forth and negotiate to get the best, you know, offer. And, is your agent trying to get them to waive appraisal or make up a difference, like there's so many things that the agent could do. They have the knowledge and experience to ensure that you not, have for your house
1: not they do, if they do, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's very rare because, and I think that it's easy for all of us uh, to think just because we know it that everybody knows it, and that's just not the truth. Uh, It's just easy human psychology for us to think that. And you, you hit the head on the nail that what you were alluding to is that in this super duper hot market, it is not going to be like this forever. And it's easy for real estate agents to get drunk on a hot market that, Hey, it's all about me. I just put it on the MLS and it magically just sold itself. And I think a big differentiator in the preeminent agent by educating the consumer right, because the preeminent agent um, knows that per the law of supply and demand that we all learned around the sixth or seventh grade, that kids now learn in the second grade, probably, that demand is the biggest thing that drives price and there's a lot of sellers that don't even know how much money that they are losing uh, because, hey, my house sold anyway. My agent, that's a friend of mine, this is part-time yeah. agent. Uh, I can hire anybody because any house sells, but that's what the part that is missing, that they just don't know what they don't know of how much that they never know how much that they could have uh, optimized and maximized their return on their investment. If they would have hired uh, someone that had a high skill set, oh yeah, oh I, agree. and the right systems in place, yeah, you, gotta, and one, that's you what got it. you got in real estate. Did you have? Did you have someone doing your staging and videography and yes. all that? Oh yeah, I have all that. I have a whole. I mean, team. day one though, did you? Day, day one, one
2: no. Oh, day estate. one, no. I was doing all my own staging, and now I'm to a point where, nope, I I have a stager. She comes in and does everything. I have all my own supplies just to keep costs down for my sellers. So I've bought them over the last eight years. So you know, there's no, I I, I incur all the costs. A lot of agents will charge the the sellers or somehow get a reimbursement, but no, I do everything in house. Me, I mean, I have my stager, but I have all the materials and everything to stage properties. It's a whole the real estate of stuff.
1: machine. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate real yeah. estate machine.
2: Yeah. Add value. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, It's so funny. Like, I just had someone reach out, and they were going to interview a, a couple agents. And then, you know, they knew one. And they're like, I don't know if we should have you. And it's like, you're not doing yourself a you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't interview at least three people and know who's providing the most value. Like you're selling your house, your biggest asset. Who's gonna get you the most? Cause it does matter. And there's a whole, I always tell people there's a whole art to this negotiation. And when I say art, like literally staging and that's a huge part of it. If we don't put your house in the best light with the best photos, the best videos and everything you're not gonna get the most. You're not gonna get the best foot traffic in your house. And if you don't know have someone that has the knowledge and experience and knows how to negotiate and get you the best terms, then you're not gonna get the most. And it's preemptive not. marketing.
1: It's oh, yeah. and it's marketing, the right marketing like the heavy lifting should be 80% on the front side. Uh, as you're mentioning, having a professionally staged home, the factual proven studies show that a professionally staged home uh, gets more and is sold faster than a ho- home that is not. Professional photos, not taking them with your iPhone or yeah. uh, taking them yourself. That was a mistake uh, me and my partner made in our business uh, early on, uh, but we caught it really Early is it. Uh, hey, we went out and invested in this in this camera. It was like it was a lot of money to us at the time, like eight hundred bucks or so. Then we got the darn thing, started taking pictures with it. We're like, darn it, these are. We now need a a wide angled lens, which is three grand for the lens. We didn't even buy the lens. We just made the the point from that point on that hey, we're just hiring professional photos. So we rose the standards even right in that point that yeah. we no longer do crappy photos and it's amazing you've seen them in for buyers even still to this date I'm sure you pull property for your buyers in the MLS and you're like man I can't believe these pictures like you see crazy stuff in the background I mean I see I had I seen one time I seen like a I seen underwear bra hanging Mm. from uh, like a bedpost and stuff Uh, that's not stuff that people know Absolutely not. That's embarrassing to that seller uh, to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Well, hey, I appreciate all your time. And uh, before we wrap up, what does your life and your business look like, you know, in the near future, in the next two, three years? What's it look two like? three here?
2: years? It's going all the way up, baby. I mean, I'm just going to keep growing. I'm going to keep implementing the strategies. I mean, there's 217. I focused on 15 of them. So to me, I'm just, I'm, I'm like starting to climb the mountain. I'm not even at the peak yet. So I'm excited to see, you know, the more I implement the strategies, how far can I grow? And, you know, my goal is to be number one, you know, um, who doesn't want to be number one?
1: Hey, I love it, girl. And I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you do. And shoot, this has been a wonderful episode and I can't wait to, to have it out there and live. Thank you. And I appreciate uh, thank you. you to
2: you. I appreciate you. And I'll, you've got given everyone 110%. I mean, endless Zoom calls that have just, it, I got so many ideas and different strategies that I never would have gotten on my own. So one thing I'll say to any realtor out there that you don't know what to do, you need to get a freaking coach and you need to get the help and the guidance because if you truly want to grow, you've you got to take it upon yourself. And it's not just a book, it's the accountability, you know, all the meetings that we do being held accountable and doing what you're supposed to do. So my friend, thank you. Wouldn't be here without you. Thank you you so much.
1: And read the book because the book shows you just like real estate agents, there are many real estate coaches out there. And there's a difference between a coach and a mentor and a mentor and a masterful thinking partner. So there's a lot of different levels to that, but it's in the book. It's in the, the four steps to greatness in step number four of the differences between all of them too. Yeah, Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, Miss Angela. Have
2: thank a great day. Thank you, Jason.
1: All right, thanks, bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. That's it for this episode of The Ultimate Real Estate Machine. May your real estate machine be extremely rewarding, fulfilling, and life-changing for you and all the people that you impact. Claim those skyrocketing results that you demand from your real estate business. Subscribe to the show for more content like this at Ultimate real estate Machine ultimaterealestatemachinethepodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a positive rating. Thank you for joining us. See you on the next episode.